But I'm going to tell you this, we ain't done yet. Howdy and welcome back to the Ineligibles podcast. My name is Will Stone. His name is Chase Caldwell. Uh, just the two of us today, but it is Bama week. Uh, one of the most exciting weeks uh, for an a fan, typically. Uh, it's a week that I look forward to every year. We especially did this season. You know, we talked about it all summer. Um, if you could get to the Bama game, you know, preferably 5-0, and but even 4-1, and you know, and have a, ch- a chance to to not to beat them and knock them off and put yourself in a good place. And wouldn't you know it, you know, we did drop the one to Miami, but we've rebounded since back-to-back dominant wins over SEC West foes. Uh, both teams enter four and one. This is a big, big week. Uh, how are you feeling about it, Chase? Feeling great. Uh, I, I this is probably silly for me to say, but it's it's the reality. Um, I going into this season said, okay, if we go in four and one to Bama, which game would I want to lose? And and I circled Miami and I said, you know, at least if we lose to Miami, um, you know, then we don't have a conference loss. It we it might be that we're, you know, struggling as a young team and we're putting the pieces together and, and seeing some growth between Miami to, you know, through Arkansas, that would be ideal. Um, so I think this is the second best scenario, right? If we, the best scenario, of course, would be undefeated going into this game. Second best right. scenario would be dropping that game to Miami, especially because Miami seems to be really good this year. So they're every week they're they're proving that they're a better and better team. So hopefully that will continue if they end up going and running the ACC suddenly this isn't that bad of a season, you know? And, and so, um, I would, I feel much better going into this game four and one, having dropped that game to Miami than I would had we lost to Arkansas and and it had, we beat Miami and lost to Arkansas coming off of a loss there. I'd be worried. I'd be worried if we dropped the game to, to Auburn. Um, so, so for this is the second best scenario I feel like we could be in at the moment. Um, and that, that's the exciting part to me. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're spot on there. Um, if like everybody wants to be undefeated and, you know, if, if it wasn't going to work out that way, then losing the game, that's not a conference game uh, is as much as that, you know, sucked and was painful to, to experience. Um, they have taken steps to, fix the issues that we saw in that game and they've been playing much better especially yeah. on the defensive side of the ball um they're two and oh in conference and not to you know get too far ahead of ourselves here but uh everyone in the west has a west loss or a conference loss i should say except for bama and a&m so mm-hmm. if you can go out and get a win you know in your home stadium this saturday you're in a great spot to win the sec west for the first time and you know, with the change in the conference, probably the last time that, that, that there's going to be an SEC West. So, yeah, um, go out and, you know, like there's, you know, they could, they could still lose to, you know, Tennessee or Ole Miss or LSU or, you know, any combination of the three or, or anyone else, you know, on the schedule except for ACU. But, you know, 
this puts you in such a great like it gives you two steps up on Bama basically. So um, that's huge. And then you know if you can start stringing together some wins and get to Atlanta and go against a Georgia team that looks a little more mortal than their past couple of years, uh, you know there's no telling like what you can do with this season. But right. uh, for right now, for this week, the focus is on the Crimson Tide. Um, I guess before we get to that, we can recap some from this last week. Yeah. Uh, Chase and I were actually uh, in attendance at the game in a suite uh, courtesy of Ashley Home Store, where my wife is employed. Uh, we don't have sponsors, but, you know, go shop at Ashley. Yeah, thank uh, you, Ashley. We, we really appreciated <laughs> the tickets. Um, yeah. And great people over there, Ashley Home Store. Yeah. Uh, so it was it was uh, the two of us, our wives, and our buddy Grant Dickey. Um, we uh, – uh, it was, it was mixed company in the suite. So we weren't, you know, too obnoxious. Uh, I feel like I was, you know, you know, I'd get fired up. When we made a big play, but I tried to reel it back in and not, you know, like we're in, in mixed company and we try to be professional <laughs> and yeah. not be too crazy. Uh, but it's, yeah, you, you watch this defense. It's hard not to get fired up. Like they're just, it it's, is. It, it's so dominant, uh, these past two weeks. Yeah, and I, I think that's what I'll, I'll say just to just to get started here. If you're not on the bandwagon, if you're not excited about the season yet, it's it's your chance to get on the train or, or it's going to leave the station, right? Because um, I've said all season, and I'm, I'm some people ridicule me as being a, a maroon colored glasses type person, and that's fine. You know, at the end of the day, I am an Aggie, and I want the Aggies to succeed. What's the point of moping around about, oh, it's going to be another rough year? It does nothing but but make it not fun, right? So at least enjoy the little things along the way. And I said from the time that we beat Miami or lost to Miami that, okay, well, this – of all of the losses that I can remember during our time in the SEC, that was probably the one that I felt the least – uh, demoralized about and and I just felt like okay hey we went out we we played well but they played better that's just the way that I, I looked at it I think we underestimated them in certain ways I've beaten this this dead horse for a while but now I think you know after the last two weeks people now are sh- starting to come back around of like oh hey we might actually be really good yeah I think we, I think we have been all along we just lost to a good team and um, I, I just – I am so much more confident after the past two weeks how we've played. Um, I am very fired up at, at how our defense has progressed. Um, there's still a long way to go. There's still things that we can improve upon. Um, but I can't think of another time where I felt more confident going into the Alabama game, and that's strictly based on how our defense played this past week. Yeah, uh, I, I definitely agree with that last statement on confidence level going into this game. You know, there's so many, pretty much every time in the past, it's, hey, they're they're better than us. Like clearly, we know, we we know that and recognize that. But if you know X Y Z happens, then we might have a chance to beat them. Right. Uh, n- not the case this year. Like this is as evenly matched, you know, from a talent standpoint as it's ever been between these two teams. Uh, and I would actually give. A&M with a slight edge and yeah. just, you know, from the, the, like how dominant they've played uh, in the past few weeks. But in that game against Arkansas, you know, that building is like, it's like the laws of physics uh, 
change when when a <laughs> and m plays arkansas in that building and there was some of that like you know there was you know like there was balls get batted in the air in return for touchdowns there's two uh, pick sixes like. yeah two pick sixes there was fumbles <laughs> a kick return like, touchdown yeah, or a punt, yeah punt return touchdown yeah um, there was still some weirdness in there no doubt about it but uh after the first few drives i was like yeah we're gonna win this game pretty comfortably like yeah uh, even that first drive like like our defense was was killing arkansas on first and second down and then they you know they'd kind of wiggle their way out of it or like just barely you know convert along a long third down and move the chains but it was you, you could tell it was a struggle and they were just kind of barely getting by and right. like the defense was like you know held them to a field goal and you know we go down and get seven uh, on our first drive and even after the pick six to start the second half, I'm like, I am not worried. Like we're going to yeah. win the game. I've got right. no doubt about it. And yeah, I felt, been, I felt the same way. It's been a while since I felt that way about an AM team. Like even in 2020, I'm like, you know, uh, I had the confidence in our defense most of the time, but the offense, you know, would would stall out, you know, at times, and you know, could get into a a, a back and forth game kind of here and there, mm-hmm. but. You know, since pretty much since the second half of Auburn, I'm like, you know, like like just in you know in those two games, I'm like, the way that we are playing, like AM is not going to lose these like these, these two games. Like they're they're being too dominant, and over the course of four quarters, they're going to be victorious. Yeah, I mean that that was my um, my initial reaction, which I, I know I told you in in that first quarter is if we're dominating them so much on the defensive line in the first quarter, just wait till the fourth quarter. Just wait until they're worn down. And then that's whenever you really, like if you have a good defensive line, you really see that come to fruition in the fourth quarter. And for us to dominate from the very beginning of the game and just nonstop, I mean, and it was that way with Auburn. Uh, Like the past two weeks, the, the way that we've seen our defensive line play, they've played how we we expected them to play with that many four and five star, you know, D linemen. We should have been doing this all along. We should have done it against Miami, but looking back against Miami, partially, I I don't think we brought enough pressure on them. We've talked about that before, Uh, but the other part would then question, well, maybe they just have a really good offensive line, you know, maybe their offensive line. Cause I mean, their quarterback was back there for, for hours and just, uh, it was just like he had all the time in the world that was not the case the last two weeks. Last two weeks, they they couldn't get anything going. Bryce Anderson, Bryce Anderson's been playing out of his mind, especially yeah. whenever he's rushing the quarterback. And and uh, Edron Cooper too. Like like a lot of these guys have just really shown up and shown out, even outside of the defensive line. And so exactly um, the way that our defense is, is played. Now we need to stop giving up those long balls. They shouldn't convert on third and eighteen. You know, like if, if we can get them to third and 18 on two sacks in a row. Okay. Yeah. Don't let them convert the next play. You know I mean? Come on. It's one more play. And then, then we're off the field. And so um, we got to shore that up. But outside of that, I mean, we're, we're looking really good at, at dominating these offensive linemen. And, and that's the key thing that I'm, I'm going to say about number one, I'll say that about Arkansas. I just don't think that they, had the stuff to, to put up against our defensive line. That was their Achilles heel. Um, but I just, I don't think Bama's all along looked good at all. Yeah. And it's, 
it's probably it's it's definitely you know a a, a step up from Arkansas, but I, I'm glad you said that it's not just the defensive line because it's exactly right. Mm-hmm. Uh, this defensive line may may be the best in the country. It's probably in the top three, um, but this front seven might also be the best in the country. Yeah, uh, Chris Russell played the best game of his career. I thought the other yeah. day against Arkansas. Um, Edgerin Cooper's playing like an All American. Uh, obviously, Torian York just continues to improve as a true freshman, and then Bryce Anderson, even Dalton Brooks, you know, is getting in uh, some time at nickel and, and playing in the box some. Um, but when when you when you combine like the defensive line with those with those linebackers and those kind of uh, those 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 DBs that play in the box, uh, I don't know if anybody's playing better football than them right now. Like I've I've gone back and I've I've like like obviously like we watched football all day the other day. But, you know, I go back and I, I watch some of these Bama games and Ole Miss and you know, Mississippi State and LSU, and uh, there's a, a stark difference in the way this A&M front seven is playing and the way everyone else is playing right now. <laughs> like, yeah, it's just, oh, absolutely. It's so – they're so – first of all, they've, they've got a swagger to them. Like, they are super confident in, in what they're doing, and it's just like every – like every play, they're in the backfield. <laughs> yeah. And there's – they're like – uh, aside from Miami, when they went, you know, when they went max protection and kept eight guys in the block, uh, no one has slowed down this this front seven, and yeah. uh, they're playing so aggressive and so and so clean. They're tackling super well. Um, you know, guys like you know Shamar Turner, Fadil Diggs, uh, in their third and third and fourth years, like those guys are just so dang strong and like. Shamar Turner tackled Rocket Sanders with one arm the other day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm just like, grab him, that's, pull him down. That's that's freaky stuff right there. It is, and and you know that's where I will tell I will say this for for especially for people who do listen to the podcast regularly, uh, the things that I'm going to say in retrospect to the Arkansas game, the Auburn game as well. So the the things I'll say about the defense were the things I was irritated about week one and two. They were the things that I'm like, you know, you, you mentioned we tackled really well on Saturday. We did. We gang tackled too. You just saw guys just rush to the ball whenever we, we finally got them, you know, started. And and so that's really good. You compare that to week one and two, we were missing arm tackle after arm tackle, and it was wearing me out. You know, in week one, I kept thinking like, these – we shouldn't be missing these tackles, not, yeah. not against New Mexico, right? Like we, we should not be missing these tackles and hitting uh, guys with the shoulder and not wrapping up. Yeah. And, and they were flying all around. If you remember, that was our, our big thing. Like, man, w- there was some big hits. Yeah, but they weren't wrapping up, you know, and yeah. that, that was really worrying me. Well, then that, that reared its ugly face against Miami where we were doing the same thing, but we weren't wrapping up and guess what? Those guys weren't going down. And so that, that, that was one of the main reasons that, that we struggled against Miami is we couldn't get guys down. They, they would get, you know, an extra 10 or 15 yards after contact because we would miss the tackle. And you just didn't see that as much. Now I'm not saying that we hadn't missed any tackles that there, that, that, that can't be cleaned up. But oh, what yeah. I am saying is that's, that's been a strength over the past two weeks and it was a weakness the first two weeks. What does that tell you? Development. That, yeah. that shows, that shows prog- progress which goes back to what I was just saying about which game would I rather lose. I would rather lose against Miami because then we can show that we've made some progress going in Alabama. We have a lot to be, we have a lot to be excited about. We have a lot to play for in this game because you, 
you beat Bama and now you're the team to beat in the SEC West. Yeah. And, and think about that for those of you who have been so critical and saying that we need to fire DJ Durkin and we need to do all this. I've, I've seen you on Twitter. Think about how you felt <laughs> back against Miami. And now three weeks later, we're sitting in a position that if we win this game, we're the, we're the team to beat in the West that, that, the whole season's in front of us. So, I mean, come on, <laughs> you know, like yeah. that's what I'm saying. Now is the time to get on the bandwagon. You want to be excited. You want to have a great, great season. Come on, get on. I'm not saying that we're going to win this week. I hope that we win this week and I think we will, but you know, it's very possible that we lose. It's very possible that we lose other games this year, but you know, it's also very possible that, that we, run the table or only drop one more game. And, and that's, uh, that's very possible for the team that we, that's the way that they've been playing the last two weeks anyways. Yeah. No, I, I, I think it's spot on. And, you know, like the, the game plan against Miami from Durkin, you know, maybe deserves some criticism. Well, he dang sure deserves some, some praise after these last couple of weeks and exactly. getting things right uh, and figuring out how to use guys and, uh, and the best way to 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 play this defense because uh, it's been super impressive. Um, you know, back over the summer, like coming into the season, we we thought, you know, hey, this D line is probably going to be you know pretty salty. Uh, we weren't really sure about the linebackers. Like we, yeah. we we knew they had ability and like like Cooper had shown flashes, but the way that that Cooper and York and even Chris Russell are now playing and the way Durkin is using them, you know, like. Cooper off the edge is just like he's he's back there in an instant, you know. Sure. Um, uh, like I think he's like leading the country for tackles for loss or something like that. Um, but th- but those guys playing as well as they are just raises my expectation for this team and for this defense. Like we knew the line would be good. We didn't know, we didn't know that the linebackers would play this well, and they're playing you know as good as we've seen Aggie linebackers play you know in in some time. Um, so I've got a few stats here as we kind of shift into, uh, you know, this AM defense versus this Bama offense. Um, these come from my, uh, old coworker and, and friend, uh, Parker Todd on Twitter. Um, this is havoc rate. So havoc rate is, uh, a havoc play, I guess I should say is a, a pass broken up force fumble tackle, tackle for loss or sack, um, you know, over the whole number of defensive plays. Um, A&M is number one in the country in Havoc rate. Uh, Bama's defense is is 31st, so that's pretty respectable. Um, But Havoc rate allowed, the A&M offense is 39th, so like, you know, not not elite at not allowing Havoc, but not, you know, like like pretty respectable. Uh, Bama is is 111 at allowing Havoc rate. they have a lot of negative plays like, yeah. like Mil, like Milrow is, is stupid fast. Like the kid can fly uh, at quarterback when he gets, when he gets on the run, but dude takes a lot of sacks and throws picks and he, like even their running backs uh, will, you know, get hit in the backfield and, and, and be tackled for a loss. Uh, so like the, the offensive line is, you know, while it's, it's not a bad offensive line, but you know, it's not like it's, it's not anywhere close to where they've been in the past, especially 2020 when they had, you know, one of the best offensive lines ever. Um, and these guys are very susceptible, you know, to, uh, 
what our biggest strength is, which is our front yeah. seven. So well, that that's where that's my my outlook on this game and why I, I would probably favor us and why I'm excited about this game and really confident. Again, the most confident I've probably ever gone into a Bama game feeling. And it, it's simply because you know, there's a lot of people that say Bama's not Bama. That's that's fair, but that's because Bama has been so absolutely elite for so many years that you just walk into the, the season expecting them to be elite. I mean, and, and so just because Bama's not Bama doesn't mean that they're not a very good team. They're still a very good team. They're just not – they're not the absolutely impossible giant to beat that they've been in the past. And so where are their weaknesses? Well, their weaknesses are on the O-line and on the offense in general. I mean, their offense just can't seem to get enough stirred up. A lot of the reason because of Milrow and, and their offensive line, um, where are their strengths? Their defense. Their defense is pretty good. Uh, I, I would say – I would go so far as to say their defense is good. You know, it's a, Oh, yeah, a, for sure. Probably maybe one of the best defenses, if not the best defense we've gone against so far this year. And so – you know, they, they have strengths at, at defense. We're, I think, going to struggle more on offense this week than we have so far this year. Um, I, I expect that, again, because of how good their defense is. But I think we see a similar defense to what we've seen over the last two weeks uh, on the defensive side of the ball. I think this is going to be a defense, defensive struggle um, more than anything else. And whenever you look at our offense versus their defense or their offense versus our defense, we have the edge. I, I yeah. mean, we, we win that. And, and so if that's the case, I, I think this is, this is very much, you know, in our favor. Yeah. No, I, I've got a couple uh, of, uh, of notes on this A&M or this, this Bama offensive line. Uh, so the, the right tackle uh, number 65, I believe uh, Latham, uh, Probably a first-round pick. Uh, he's definitely the cream of the crop. Um, third-year, third-year guy. Uh, just what, what, what's what's weird about this about this Bama line is how big they are. Like they average like three thirty. They have three guys over three fifty, which you just don't see in at any level really. But mm -hmm. uh, Latham is one of them. You know he's uh, he's incredibly strong and will you know move guys in the run game. He doesn't give up hardly any pressure or sacks most of the time uh, when he gets his hands on you it's pretty much over um, very interested to see how he handles a guy like Shamar Turner uh, Fadil Diggs and, and those guys and, and moving them around um, on the other side they have a true freshman named Kate and Proctor who is he's also you know six seven three fifty plus he's probably going to be a really good player eventually but really really struggles to set the edge in pass pro um, especially against speed. So uh, I, I would expect to see a lot of what we saw last weekend with um, guys like Chris Russell and Cooper uh, coming off the edge. And even I think this could be a big game for Eni White uh, off the edge as well. I think he matches up really well with uh, with their left tackle. Um, interior, they've their, their next best guys are left guard, uh, Tyler Booker, um, their other 350-plus guy, uh, He's he's good, but against not as good teams. Like against mm -hmm. Texas, he kind of struggled some. And Texas has a pretty good defensive line, a lot like AM's. Uh 
Um, so it, I, I'm anxious to see, you know, is he, is he going to be a stud? Is he going to, you know, lock our guys up or can we, you know, push him into the backfield uh, and create some havoc with McKinley Jackson, Walter Nolan, um, center and right guard are probably the two uh, weak spots of the group. Um, you know, just they're, they're, they're decent players. They've, they've started, they've started for a long time, at Alabama, but they're just not really elite level players. And I think there, there can be some pressure up the middle, you know, by our defensive line, but with a guy like Milrow, you really need to be sound, which we've been pretty good at is like really, you know, collapsing that pocket and pushing those guys in and backwards and corralling Milrow, not leaving a wide open lane for him to run. Because if you do that, he's going to run for 30, 40 yards because he can do that. Yeah, but look how we played against KJ Jefferson, right? Exactly. Like, like that's yeah. if we can play exactly the way that we played KJ, then then we're we're in great shape um, against Milrow. And so that's that I think is what gives me confidence because like you go back to last year, our Achilles heel was running quarterbacks. We mm-hmm. could not stop them, and it just wore me out. And I'm not saying that it's like perfect this year, but. Jackson um, Dart converted like 10 third downs. Oh my gosh, like. it was ridiculous. And I, I don't remember um, which team it was. It might have been App State. Their, their uh, quarterback just kept converting on us. And it, Who's not even that mobile, but we still yeah, let him do it. <laughs> we made him look like a Heisman Trophy winner that, that game. And and that's the thing is, is um, I just – do you see as many comparisons between Bama's offense and and um, Arkansas's offense as I do? Like like they have, I, I I do. They they're they're just very similar in terms of their structure, and just that's I think why I'm so confident is how bad we just shut Arkansas down this week. It makes me just think, okay, we'll do the same thing this week, and we're going <laughs> right. to be in good shape. You know? Yeah. No, there's a lot of similarities. And there was maybe, I think on that first drive, there was one play where we we kind of left the gap open. Although I think I think Shamar Turner got held pretty bad and that wasn't called. Mm-hmm. But uh, but KJ had a pretty, you know, open gap to get out and, and run for a first down. Um, it's, it is really similar. And uh, that's, that's, you know, I think KJ is a better passer than Milrow. But Milrow can throw the deep ball. And yeah. they've got a couple guys that, you know, if you if you leave him back there too long, he's gonna you know let one loose and and he's gonna connect on a couple of those if you let him hang back there. Um, but where I think KJ is a lot better is the kind of short to intermediate, you know those like those those quick like just your your regular you know just quarterback play like those quick right. and, and, and intermediate routes. Uh, I think Milro really struggles to to find the right guy and, and struggles with accuracy in those routes. So. Um, the only thing is he, he's a lot faster than KJ. Yeah. Like he's, he's an elite athlete. So yeah, I, I think you're, I think, yeah, you, you, you should, I think we'll see the a really similar game plan and just try to, you know, just kind of keep him corralled back there until somebody can break through and get him on the ground, uh, which, you know, it, <laughs> this, this whole game, I'm trying to not, you know, get too, too optimistic and just be like, Oh, we're going to, you know, shut their ass down completely <laughs> because, you know, much like Arkansas, like they still got guys like Arkansas still has, you know, rocket Sanders and these, and some pretty good receivers. Like they still, you know, made some plays on us. Yeah. You know, I, I don't think we're going to shut Bama out, but I, I, I don't see a world where Bama scores like, you know, 
30 points on us, you know? I don't either. I, and, and that's, that's the other thing. I mean, Bama, they've had, they've had two road games so far this year. Um, and, and road games, you, you have to really like, you have to give a little bit of an edge there. Anytime that, that you go on the road, it's going to be harder for, for your team. One of those games was USF. I don't know why they played at USF, but they did. It's <laughs> a great question. And um, they, they didn't get a touchdown until the fourth quarter. It was tied three to three for three quarters in the game. And against USF, you know, now they played pretty good about against Mississippi state, but I just, I just don't think Mississippi state is, is that good of a team this they're, year, unfortunately. Yeah. And, and I've said that before, I give them a pass based on everything they, that happened with Leach, but I just, I, I, I don't, I haven't seen Bama be put together enough. They did play well against Ole Miss. I'll give them, give them that. Like they, that was that was a fight for them, but they they pulled it out in the end. Um, but there's just been so many things in question their entire season that they come to Kyle Field, us that is you know our season is progressing and and getting better and more exciting. Them, they're still trying to figure stuff out, and you don't want to be in a position where you're trying to figure stuff out and you go on the road. Yeah. Uh, that's just not where you want to be. Yeah. And I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because in in Milrow's career, like the only true road games he's ever started are the two this year. Well, I, actually, he didn't play against USF. They started the other two guys who were terrible. Uh, but he did start against Mississippi State. But, you know, yeah, they got the cowbells and it was a night game. But Jalen Milrow has not seen an environment on the road like he's going to see on Saturday. Yeah, uh, I I, I kind of wish it was a night game because I feel like we really like I'm sure it's it's it's, it's going to be you know raucous and and one of the best ever no matter what. But um, you know I I think I would expect to, I would expect to see some you know some false starts from Alabama and uh, and and confusion from them. Like it's when when they're on offense, it's going to be loud. It's going to be crazy. If if we get a sack, that place is going to explode. I should say when we get a sack, we've been pretty good about that yeah pretty consistent on that (laughs) (laughs) but it's gonna it's gonna explode it's gonna be so loud and you know i can see him you know i can see it maybe you know being a little bit too much and uh you know i i think where where i've where i've kind of settled in is i i think our defense you know as long as they're not put in bad situations by the offense which we're about to talk about them um i think they hold them to 17 or less Uh, and i think uh like they have like, like Bama's got some, some good players. Like I think Milrose, an explosive athlete. I actually think their tight ends are pretty good. Um, and their receivers are, you know, good for the most part, but they just don't have that, that first round, no doubt, you know, Amari Cooper, Julio Jones, you know, uh, Jalen Waddle, Devonte Smith guy. Like they've got a bunch of really good receivers, but none are just like, Oh my God, we can't cover that guy. You know? Right. Right. Um, but you know, it's going to be a test and you know, something that I, I meant to bring up and I'm glad I just thought about this is, you know, some of those sacks on KJ, I think were covered sacks because you could see him like we didn't get to him immediately every single time. Yeah. Like, he would kind of sit and like, you could see him kind of pump fake and like, like he was trying to throw, but he really didn't know where to go. And I think we had good coverage and they got some nice weapons at receiver Arkansas does. So, um, 
I think, you know, like outside of the one long ball where they, they got the touchdown at the end, you know, kind of in garbage time, I think our DBs passed that test. They've got another one coming up, and yeah, I think they passed that one too. Yeah. No, I agree with you there. And and, and that's where I think I think we played a lot of complete defense. The our third down defense was was what uh, we struggled on. But I, I think we I think we just bent a little bit. We didn't break. We just kind of gave them more space than we need to. Now against a team like Bama, you gotta kinda take that. You, you can't have that. You've gotta take those opportunities, get them off the field, get our offense on the field. Um, because that's the other thing you mentioned we're about to talk about offense. The offense isn't going to score every every um, drive. I mean, it's just not going to happen. And so you have to give them as many opportunities as you can as a defense. Um, but we're just we're in a position right now where we have a lot to play for. And you got to understand from you know as much as the the players and coaches try to coach speak and say uh block out all that noise that's just rat poison we don't care we're just worried about us we're just you know we're just focused on going one and know this week or whatever you want to say they are paying attention you can't not pay attention in in this world nowadays you've got social media you've got all these distractions out there you have espn on every tv in the bright complex at all times you're hearing what they're saying you know and and when you have that first loss of the season, more times than not, it's demoralizing. It's like, man, there goes our season. Um, we had the benefit of we we lost, LSU had already lost, and right after that, we watched Bama lose. You know, and so now here we are, where we've got these three teams, all with one loss. Suddenly, our loss doesn't really matter as much anymore. You know, it's it's just something that happened sucks that happened, but Hey, let's get better. And everything's right in front of us. And so when you're seeing Bama struggle against USF and, and I thought they played decent this past week, but you're seeing this shootout between Ole Miss and LSU, you're seeing Auburn almost beat Georgia. I mean, they, they, that was very close to going the other direction. And, and when you just got done beating Auburn, right. And so you're seeing all this suddenly, there's not a single scary team in the SEC at all. Like it, it, it just doesn't exist in the SEC. There's nobody that you're looking at as a player saying, "Man, they're so much better than us." You know, suddenly you're looking at it saying, "Hey, we can go toe to toe with all these guys." And and that's where we're standing right now. In order to get there, the next two weeks are vital, right? We've got to beat Bama. We've got to beat Tennessee if we want to make that next step. But if you beat these, if you win these next two games and you go into a bye week, and and you're, you know, what where, where are we now? Four and one. So you're bowl eligible. You're bowl eligible going into the bowl week or into the bye week, and it's it's still October, right? Like now, suddenly the the rest of the season looks really really fun, right? Yeah, because- I may I may start checking prices on hotels in Atlanta. Oh, if we, if if we, if we beat, if we win the next two weeks, I will buy one, like just as quick as you could, you can call it because I, I'm not so sure that Bama, like if we beat Bama, I'm not so sure that they don't drop one more, you know? And yeah. And like, uh, I I was going to save this for, for the, like, like, like the around the country 
you know, kind of deal here in a bit, but there's a lot of, of like good games left in the sec. Oh uh, yeah. A, a Tennessee plays Alabama the week after they play us. So like, right. So, so one of them's going to lose, uh, Ole Miss plays Georgia this year. Um, Alabama oh, still plays. That. Yeah. Uh, Bama still plays Ole Miss and, or, uh, Arkansas and LSU. Um, LSU still plays Florida, you know, and, you know, Florida still has to play Georgia at some point. And, uh, there's just like, there's a lot, there's a lot of football left Tennessee and Georgia, you know, who's going to win and that one. Kentucky and Georgia, Kentucky and Georgia <laughs> this week. Yeah, I mean, that, that, Kentucky, Kentucky's five and oh, you know, they, they could very well go into this game and beat Georgia and they just and wax they, Florida. Yeah. They're on top of the, the sec East, you know? Yeah. And so, I mean, it, crazier things have happened, right? Like, yeah. like, that that then the whole then what do you then what do you get then you get all these people around the country oh well y'all are only winning because it's a down year for the sec oh yeah i'm already ready for it yeah get ready for it because that's what if if teams that aren't alabama or georgia do well in the sec it's a down year for the sec that's that's a load of crap right like so this that's coming if we if we do well (laughs) yeah well and, and we went and dominated auburn and everyone's like, oh, my God, Auburn sucks. Auburn's the worst team in the SEC, blah, blah, blah. Then they go toe-to-toe with the number one team in the country yeah. the very next week. So uh, maybe a and M's just a good football team. Has anyone maybe thought so. of that? <laughs> <laughs> but you know, uh, I, I like what you, were, what you were on a while ago, and I want to kind of get into that, that mindset of, of this A&M team and these coaches and these players and this matchup against Alabama because back in the day – sometimes just playing the Bama uniform was intimidating. Like you're mm-hmm. like, Oh my God, like that's Bama and Nick Saban. That's, you know, Jonathan Allen and, uh, and Derek Henry and like all these, you know, like uh, that's, that's Tua and, and Bryce young and, and Jalen hurts. And, you know, it would, it would, it would intimidate teams and they would lose. And they, cause they, cause they'd play scared. Right. Uh, this, this A&M team beat Alabama uh, two years ago, a much better Bama team and a much worse A&M team. Um, and then should have beat them last year with yeah. our worst team in 20 years, right. <laughs> you know, in, in their house. And, you know, these players, you know, I love hearing Anaya Smith talk about how personal it is for him. Uh, McKinley Jackson, who uh, Alabama finished second for like all, like all these guys that have been on this team and played in that game and played well, they're they're licking their chops this week to, to for this game to be here. Did you know Anais had an older brother that played at Bama? I did. I did not know that until I was watching the press conference and one of the. And, and they he, he wanted to transfer to Georgia and they tried to block him. Well, I read that whole thing this yeah. week. So yeah, it's definitely personal for for yeah. Anais. Anais has been. I, I guess I've just kind of missed that, but he's been like vocal since he was like in eighth grade about his <laughs> hatred for Nick Saban. So that yeah. was super interesting to me. Uh, that's probably why he was a three-star recruit. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I, I, on the topic of Anias, it was palpable the amount of just sheer will that he had this past week. Mm-hmm. He, We would not have lost this game no matter what because Anias wouldn't have let us. Like, every now and then you'll you'll see that from from a player and it just is really exciting but like it's really hard like you wouldn't think that you could feel that emotion 
just by watching a guy in pads run the ball. But every time he got the ball, it was on a mission, you know, and that was both on, on his punt returns. And I mean, he, he caught a lot of balls this, this week. I don't know how many exactly, but I, I mean, he, he played well and he was pushing guys off. He, he was playing out of his mind and you could he tell good there blocks was, too. yeah, you could tell there was just a passion to how he was playing this past week. Now, a lot of the, the people were asking him about, you know, this was the game last year where he got hurt and how, how much of that went into it. And I'm sure there was some of that that went into it, but I think part of it, it's also that he's been kind of quiet this year. Like he, he's been making great blocks He's, he's made, you know, a couple like very needed plays when they needed to happen, but he hadn't gotten a touchdown this year until this, this week. And, and so he's been more of a team player this year than, than maybe in the past. And I'm not saying he's always been a really good example of like what a team leader looks like. Right. Uh, So I'm not saying that he's not a team player. It's that he's really showing what it's like to be selfless in the game of football so far this year because the ball's being spread around but it's not going to him and and yet he's still the leader of of our offense you know and so I was number one very excited to see that he had such a great game but I will be shocked if we don't see the exact same thing from him on this coming Saturday yeah like I think you're going to see so much energy just emanating from that guy that it's just going to make everybody play better. Yeah. I mean, in the year that we beat them at Kyle Field, uh, like they had taken the lead and, you know, Calzada, you know, like they're leading the offense down, like down the field to tie the game, you know, in the fourth quarter. And Anaya Smith uh, absolutely cooked Brian Branch on a, like a little slot fade. And, and Zach hit him and, you know, touchdown tie game. And we end up winning. But Brian Branch is killing it in the NFL right now. <laughs> like, yeah. like Anaya Smith is a, just a damn good football player. And, like, he's played well against Bama, you know, in his career in the past. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, we didn't even have him in that game last year. So, yeah, but he's itching for another another crack at them. So, um, you know, guys like him and and the guys we talked about already, um, you know, Layden Robinson, uh, I, I wrote this down a while back, but – when I was rewatching games from last year, you know, it was it was a it was a rough year for Layden. You know, he had a high ankle sprain to start the year. He never was quite quite right, uh, and he struggled quite a bit. But when you put on the tape against Bama last year, Layden was playing his ass off, like just yeah. you know knocking dudes back, firing off the ball. Like you could tell, like he was like he was up for that game, and you know that was in a down year, coming off two straight losses, and I think this whole team's going to be up for this game. And you know who else is, is these, is these coaches. And, you know, even if, even if Jimbo Fisher was still calling the offense, I would feel confident because Jimbo yeah. would save all of his best plays for the Alabama game every year. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it never failed. So uh, I, I can't imagine what him and Petrino are cooking up right now. No, and, it's uh, going to be great. Yeah. Uh, and uh, after the game last week, you know, we watched some of the other games uh, at, at, at the bar and in, in, uh, in, in, or in Irving, wherever that was. Um, and I was talking to, to, to that, that guy from that Arkansas fan. And uh, he was like, man, I like, I love Petrino. Like, he's doing great things for y'all. He was like, who do y'all play next week? I was like, oh, we play Bama. He goes, Petrino never beat, he never beat Saban when he was at Arkansas. 
and I bet he's dying to to get one up on him because like yeah. I think they, they they came close to it in 2010, and they lost by like four points, and they had a great team that year. So, um, I would bet that Fisher and Petrino have you know I'm sure they they scouted the other teams and game plan for the other teams, but I bet they put a little bit extra into into this game. I think. Oh, I guarantee you. I I I as much as they'll tell you that it's a faceless opponent and you know that it, we're just worried about us you know and all that kind of mumbo jumbo this team everybody in the locker room right now is you know there's going to be all kinds of passion and excitement and people being like man you know like we're playing bama this week like you you got like there's going to be all kinds of accountability going on in there i've been there i've seen what it's like on bama week you know and then I see those same guys go and talk to the media and say, it, this just isn't, it's a faceless opponent, you know, like, no, it's not. It's Bama. Everybody knows it's Bama. We have a lot to play for. We lost that game last year on the two yard line, you know, in our worst year that if we would have made those two yards, if we would just run the damn ball, then we would, we would have gone to a bowl game. You know, it, I mean, it's that simple. And so, we need that one back and we can get that one back on Saturday. And so there's excitement there. There's excitement of we're, we're tied for first in the sec standings right now. Um, you know, we've got the, the one non-conference loss, but um, we're, we're tied with Bama uh, without having a, a conference loss. Um, and we're unranked. <laughs> I mean, think about that. Tied for first in the SEC West currently, and we're unranked. We're not even 25. You don't think that pisses those guys off? I guarantee that pisses those guys off. Yeah. You know, and so if they win these next two weeks, suddenly we're gonna vault to the top ten, maybe. I don't know. And Most and and so then here here you all of a sudden put some respect on our name, you know, kind of, kind of mentality. <laughs> That's the mentality that I guarantee you is in the locker room right now. I yeah. hadn't been in there. I don't know other than I know what it's like behind the scenes and I know good and well, they know that they're not ranked and I know good and well that they're not happy that they're not ranked. And I know good and well that they are being coached by Petrino, by Jimbo, by every coach in that, in that bright complex saying, you want to be ranked? You go out this Saturday and you beat Bama. You show them what, what we're about. You show them what we do. When this helmet goes on the field, hell's coming with it. You know, that, <laughs> that's what you're hearing this week, right? I guarantee it. I haven't, I haven't watched the Pulse. I'll go watch the Pulse here in a minute. Yeah, but, same. But I guarantee they're fired up yeah. for Bama. And I think if we beat Bama, guess what? I think we're going to be fired up again for Tennessee. Yeah. And then, then you got the bye week for them to say, hey, look, here we are. We got five more games left in this year. Let's go win this thing. You know, it's all right there in front of us. If you can do that in the next two weeks. Yeah. That's, that's a big if that's a big if I'm not, I'm not assuming it's already done, but I like our chances big time right now. Yeah. If anything, so, I'm more worried about Tennessee than I am Bama. Um, uh, so I, I'll, I'll put a pin in that for now, but I've, I've got some thoughts on Tennessee later. Cause I'm kind of with you on that. Yeah. Um. Like I'm not. I'm not chalking it up as a W right now. But uh, we've we spent a lot of time on the defense and you know on the team and the culture and the coaches and the you know the the, the motivation they have for this week. 
but let's let's spend these these last these last uh, you know ten fifteen minutes here talking about this Aggie offense, mm-hmm. and you know, you know it, it's it's crazy because a week ago we found out we lost Connor. We we haven't even talked about that on the show yet because oh yeah that's true it, it happened you know right after we recorded, um, but you know I, I I found myself not really thinking about it you know after this weekend, um, you know the way, the way Max Johnson played in the first half. And even some in the second half, I mean, he, he came out on absolute fire, like just accurate passes left and right, just throwing bullets. And, you know, it was really impressive. Like, I didn't know really what to expect. Like, he looked great last week. Yeah. You know, I'm like, hey, that's one half of football. Like, we don't really know much. But uh, he was super impressive, you know, for, for most of this game. Now, he had three turnovers. Well, I guess two and a half. I don't know who to count the the bad snap on, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, the pick was kind of a, a weird play where, you know, he was throwing to Moss who wasn't really looking and, you know, they just kind of capitalized on that. Obviously we can't have that happen again. So right. I'm sure they, I'm sure they know that, but, and then, uh, you know, I love that he loves to run. He's actually a pretty good runner when he gets out in, in the open, but, uh, you know, just have to, you know, protect the ball a little bit better. And I think, I think he'll be fine, but, um, I think he needs to protect himself better. He needs yeah. to start playing as if he's a quarterback that does not have a backup yeah. because I mean, quite frankly, that's kind of where he's at. And, yeah. and so that's, he needs to play that way because yeah, I love to watch him try to truck a guy to get first down and <laughs> instead of being one yard shy. I love that. Not in week five, you know, yeah. not when, whenever we just lost our starting quarterback, not in a place like that. We, we He needs to, and I guarantee that he's heard that all week long. You know, I guarantee they've been drilling it into it. Get down. Hey, yeah, get down. <laughs> Don't go. You fumbled that ball because you got a helmet to the wrist. And what would yeah. have happened if you'd have broken that wrist? You know what I yeah. mean? And, and so I, I think that's, that's, I guarantee that's been drilled into him this week. Um, he needs to, he needs to, that's the only thing I could say about his game so far that he needs to change. Yeah. Um, and that's an easy fix, but, um, yeah, I, I, I'll say this, um, just briefly on Connor. Cause you mentioned, mentioned Connor. Yeah. Um, you know, I hate injuries with a passion and I really hate season ending injuries. Those are always the worst. So my thoughts are and prayers are with Connor. I, I hope he comes back strong. That's, uh, that's a hard, hard injury to deal with. However, um, as part of that, I will say there's no benefit. Like if you're excited about Max Johnson, there's a lot of reason to be, he's a really good quarterback. And we knew that coming into the year, we have two really good quarterbacks that both of them can get us wins, you know, but it does nobody any benefit to try to say, Oh, well, Max is the better quarterback anyways. Yeah. Like don't, don't step on the guy while he, while he's hurt. Connor's hurt. He's out for the season. That's it. Next season we might have a quarterback battle, right? If, if I guess Max still has eligibility to come back. I don't know. He does. Um, I, I, I think, and, and I don't know him personally or, or know what he's thinking, but I feel like these, like the rest of this year, he's playing for the NFL. Like I, I, I think this is his fourth season and, you know, Connor's a really damn good quarterback. So, yeah. you know, go out and get, you know, nine, 10 games, a really solid film. And, then try to go to the NFL and get drafted because he's, he's got all the tools and now he's got the opportunity to really take advantage of, of, of that. 
Yeah, and I guess that's what I'm trying to say is like it, like there's no point in even arguing that that it's not. Yeah, let, let, exactly. let, let's let's not. I've seen a little bit on Twitter, and I, I just don't think it ought to be out there. Yeah. Um, because because next year, guess what? We're riding with Connor. So like you know, <laughs> yeah. you're gonna look stupid if you're out there saying, oh well, you know, Max is a better quarterback. Even if that's what you think, just you got your wish. You know, just yeah. just leave it be. Keep um, to yourself. <laughs> but but that that being said, I think I. I've, I've been a little bit worried about Max up until, you know, he had to start um, because I, I guess, cause he's been playing it behind our second team O line. Um, he's just, he just ha- hadn't looked as, as put together this year yeah. until he came in in Ar- Auburn and it was like, okay, yeah, we're, we're in good shape. We got a guy we can run with here. Yeah. And um, yeah, I think he's, I think he's a really good quarterback and, and, um you know, now we did see some things this past week um, that is is a result, I think, of uh, having a new quarterback in the game. So you saw several drops this week. Uh, I think some of that has to deal with the, the cadence and, and knowing where the ball is going to be and when. And, um, you know, catching a ball from – it's got, it's going to have a different touch depending on who's throwing the ball. And, and so um, there's some of that that goes into play um, that, that I think as, as the season progresses, you're going to see that. So it's perfectly fine to be frustrated uh, with, with receivers dropping the ball. Uh, I of course am as well. uh, But understand that that's really where it's kind of coming from. They're, they're yeah. now playing with a new quarterback that they're not accustomed to catching the ball from, or at least haven't been over the last two months. And so now, you know, that it's going to take a little bit. So I, I would expect you to see some drops again this week and maybe even next week. But I think as we come out of the bye week, that would be the expectation is, okay, now we need to be in a rhythm where our receivers and our quarterback are on the same page at all times. Yeah. Yeah, and I, and I think it was it was Jaday Walker that had like maybe three or four drops, mm-hmm. and uh, but we we've seen him make you know like outstanding catches and like just like he's been pretty sure-handed you know through the first four games, uh, you know he he he, he had a rough day on Saturday, yeah. it happens, but I'm not gonna write him off and be like oh this guy can't catch a, a cold you know and like <laughs> right. he, he sucks <laughs> you know like I think. I think he's a great player. He's gonna, he's gonna have a great year. Some, some people might, but that's just because they don't watch enough football or understand it well enough, I guess. But but that's that's the thing is, it, you know, he had some drops. He had an off day. Maybe maybe part of it's that he's he's you know with a quarterback that he's not used to catching the ball from. Yeah. And maybe some of it's that he's jettisoned into a game because Evan Stewart went out hurt, right? Yeah. And so so then you know maybe they knew coming into it that his his rhythm with with max isn't quite where it needs to be but he, he didn't have a choice so yeah. but you know what i'll say you know in his defense i'm defending him from the standpoint of it's not necessarily his fault does he need to catch the ball yes you know it's his responsibility to do that but i'm not going to put the blame on him for all of those drops you know that's just hey you know let's get better he's still a really good receiver he's he's proven He's really impressed me this year. Have just kind of come out of nowhere to me, um, but but really like that's the first time this season that I feel like I could really like be um what's the word 
nitpicky to the yeah. offense. Like yeah. the offense has just been so clean, or at least our skill players, that I've just been just enamored by how much we can spread the ball out. We can get it into, you know, we got three different receiver or running backs that we can get the ball to, and they all look equally as good as the other. We've got like seven different receivers that we can spread the ball out to that all look equally as good as the others. And it, it's just, I've, we've wanted this for so long and we finally have it. Like, I, I feel like we have that offensive skill that we need. We've just been without the whole Jimbo Fisher era. And they, and they just look, they look put together. Like, uh, right. you know, like the first half against Auburn, like I was a little frustrated because like, it just seemed like things were just a little bit off, mm-hmm. but you know, since then, and, and you know, like, like every other half besides that one, they've looked pretty dang good. Yeah. And like that, they, they don't have a lot of three and outs. Like they're never like, Oh my God, like, what are we trying to do? Like, it's like, they tend to move the football pretty well. And, you know, like on Saturday it was, you know, a drop pass would end the drive or, you know, uh, um, we'd be just a little bit short on, on something or, uh, or we'd have a turnover, you know, or something like, you know, yeah things like that that are that are fixable but the offense itself and and the way it operates and and how they're executing is, is pretty is pretty dang good right now and you know that gives me a lot of confidence like it's been a while since i've had that level of confidence in an AM offense to really just go out there and, and get the job done it's what they're doing so oh, I, I agree wholeheartedly and that's the, the other thing I'll, I'll say to that um did we have another 11 a.m start other than auburn because the other uh, games have been night games, haven't they? Yeah, uh, I think ULM was two or three, and yeah. it was like I think it had a rainy delay too. So, so, so other than Auburn and Arkansas, you know, Auburn was our first 11 a.m. start, and and so, you know, I I, I pointed out um, we called a timeout the second game or second uh, play from scrimmage because we were confused on offense, like that's when you're going off of the script and you know, here's the plays that we're going to run. So for us to be confused at that part, it was like, what in the world are we doing? I've never seen anything like this. It was 11 o'clock in the morning. And you got to understand that like those guys are going to the team hotel and they're getting up at a certain time. They're doing walkthroughs in the morning. They're loading all their stuff up. They're, they're headed on, they do their little walk, you know, where they put their suits on and do their little walk and go inside, get ready for the game. And so, I mean, just think about how you feel at eight o'clock in the morning, seven o'clock in the morning when you got to get up early, as opposed to when you're coming in at two thirty in the afternoon, you're you're ready to go, right? Um, so, so some of the that to your point, that's about the only time that first half of of Auburn was the only time that I didn't feel just ultra confident uh, about our offense, and I can make any excuses for them. I can say, hey, well, that was also our first eleven a.m. start. Yeah. There was some kinks that we needed to iron out there. And, and I think we did as I, I, I'm still confident that, which again, this, I need to listen to my own preaching here, but had Connor come in that second, second half, I think we would have been as good as we were yeah. know, with Max. I, I think it was just a matter of, we, we needed to go in the locker room and, and say, what in the world are we doing? Let's get yeah. it together, guys. Let's, let's get on the same page here. Um, yeah. And so that's to your point, we just look put together for the most part and, and yeah, I haven't had this level of confidence in, in a AM 
offense in a long time. And yeah. that goes back to, I, I know I'm saying a lot here, but that goes back to how I felt during Miami where even up until like five minutes left in the game, I still felt like, Oh, well, we're going to win this game. Yeah. I, I was still very confident. Like, yeah, we, it, shouldn't have been this way but we're gonna we're gonna win it when it's all said and done because i just had so much faith in our offense and yeah. how they were playing that that and i have not felt like that in a long time probably since 2013 2014 yeah. maybe yeah um until until miami ran the kickback i was like yeah we're still gonna win the game even though we we haven't played that great yeah but at, like i think after that it kind of put it out of at, like, like it put it out of reach but agreed agreed you know this offense doesn't really go three and out that often they 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 move the ball well they they you don't see a lot of that you know running the clock down to one or two seconds looking to the sideline not knowing the play you know aside from that one you just mentioned you know calling timeouts and being confused like they they know the offense they they know what they're doing and you know i think petrino has really been uh calling some great plays especially on third downs he's been uh very good at uh, it dialed something up to to get us to convert there, but um, you know, in terms of the matchup with Bama, uh, you know, I, I, I like all the like all the running backs, all three guys we got. But I thought Le'Veon Moss really started to separate himself, uh, and he caught the ball well too. But yeah, you know, like some of those runs uh, that he had, where you know he just finds a crease and, and and gets through there and is going downhill and. You know, he's 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 kind of tough to bring down when he when he gets rolling and uh thought he ran very physical and uh and I think he's I think you you still see a bit of a committee but I think he's gonna start to command the the lion's share of the load and and, and rightfully so like he's he's played extremely well um I thought the offensive line uh, Im improved week to week um you know they they missed some some blitzes and, and and things like that uh against against auburn uh they, they played they played pretty well against arkansas and max had a lot of time back there and, and what's what's impressive to me is they don't really get beat physically like if they if they do get beat or if we do allow pressure it's it's from a blitz where we you know either don't communicate or we miss a guy or, or something like that or they just bring more than we have but like you know in the past our guys would just get physically whipped that's not really happening hardly at all um and uh, a couple of these guys trey zoon in particular uh are playing just just damn good football right now and you know against a team like bama they got some good edge rushers and you know i think trey zoon versus versus dallas turner uh may may decide the game at least you know as far as our offense goes so um that's a matchup that i'm really looking forward to yeah, absolutely. Um, Will, I'm gonna have to cut short here. I've got uh, tornado warnings going off at my house, so okay. um, we're we got a pretty bad storm rolling in. So I got you. Um, I I haven't been able to look at the weather, so it might actually be a tornado. Um, so anyhow, hopefully it's not. Uh, let, yeah, let's hope yeah. not. But my dad is now okay. calling me, so I have a feeling that something's going on. So okay. anyhow, um. Really excited about this week. This is going to be our week. I, I have never felt this confident going into Bama, and I just I, – well, let me rephrase. I haven't felt this confident in 10 years going into Bama because I felt this way going into 2013 Bama. But, um, yeah, this is going to be a fun week, and, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see you next week, I guess. <laughs> yeah, uh, 
appreciate it, Chase, and y'all stay safe. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna hang off for a couple minutes and and Josh paid it for a few minutes and get some of these uh these other notes out there. <laughs> but <Sounds good. laughs> uh, thanks for thanks for joining for uh, for sitting down and and getting this thing off. Uh, it's a it's it's the biggest game of the year so far, and uh, I, I I can't wait for it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'll turn off our um our uh, our banner deal here. That way you can <laughs> go by yourself. But I'll see you later, my friend. Take All care. Right. See you, Chase. All right. So, uh, as uh, as my friends would say, it's just me, Autumn, right now. <laughs> so, if you're still listening, uh, as always, appreciate your business and appreciate you listening to us. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm so fired up for this game. I've just got too many notes to 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 not get out there. So, um, Bama's defense uh, corners corners are really damn good. Um, our, our our receivers are gonna you know have a, a a tough battle on their hands. I think they can you know still get open and uh, and and have a good day. But I think you know uh, I think Petrino is gonna have to call some things to kind of get them open and because uh, he's the 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 corners for Alabama, McKinstry and and Arnold uh, are just are locked down. Um, Malachi Moore, you know, they're Nickelback uh, plays in the box quite a bit and makes a lot of plays in the run game. Uh, pretty good player, um, and obviously Dallas Turner, uh, their star edge rusher, probably a first round pick, uh, will, will be tough. I'm really interested to see him and Trey Zune battle it out because Zune has been uh, awesome at left tackle for A and M. Uh, their other guy, Chris Braswell, he's a, he's a he's a really good player, but just not quite to the elite level that they've had. Uh, definitely a step off or a step down from from Will Anderson, um, but still a good player. Where I think they're vulnerable, and what I'm interested to see is up the middle, and not something that you typically see from a Bama defense. But their their interior guys, and especially their inside linebackers, aren't what they've had, uh, you know, through most of Saban's tenure. Um, their interior guys, they're big, they're they're kind of hard to move, but they don't really disrupt a lot or really get upfield or, or beat double teams. Um, and their best linebacker. Number 32, Deontay Lawson, he's out, uh, I think, for this game. He's missed the last – he got hurt against Ole Miss, missed last week, so we'll see if he's back. But the the other two inside backers that have been playing, uh, number 30 and number 17, um, they can they can get out of position sometimes. And, you know, it's, it's always been tough to run on, on a saving defense. But, you know, I think with the way Moss is running and the way that – Petrino can dial it up and the O-line is blocking. Uh, I think we might can do it. So maybe look early on in this game to to test that a little bit, see if we can get some some quick hitters and quick yards on the ground. But, you know, all in all, they're still a great defense and probably, you know, the best one that we faced. So um, it's going to be tough. You know, I think it's going to be a low-scoring game, you know, maybe 24-20, 24-17, something like that, uh, hopefully in Anum's favor. But – Last thing I'll leave you with is some some uh, statistical analysis from uh, some stat guys in college football. Uh, intriguing outcomes uh, for the for these games. So uh, um, uh, at Stats of War on Twitter, uh, his name is Parker. Um, pretty good follow on Twitter, but uh, his model has A and M winning the game. Uh, you know they they it's it's stats, so they use it's not like perfectly round numbers. There's decimals, but uh, he's got AM 25.5 to Bama's 21. Um, and then Bill Connolly, kind of the, 
the godfather of, of college football stats. He has Bama by half a point in this one. So uh, super thin margins, uh, very uh, should be a very tightly contested football game. You're seeing some some national folks come around on AM and uh, I don't know if I should feel good about that or if I should feel worried about that. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we we do better when we are kind of the underdog. Um, but we'll see. Maybe this maybe this team is different. Maybe this year is different. Um, you know, I think if I had to call my shot, I think I think AM pulls this off and I think it's in the neighborhood of 27-13. So um maybe not the most likely, but there's definitely a scenario where AM wins this game by double digits. And that's what I think happens, to be quite honest. So um we'll see. I may may get back on here next week and eat crow, but uh either way, we're gonna have fun. I I cannot wait to watch this game. I've been you know, trying to break it down all week, but, uh, thanks so much for listening. Um, of course we get a big rush of listeners as soon as I'm about to get off of this thing, but, uh, thanks for listening. You know, if you're still here, you know, like subscribe, um, you know, check us out on YouTube and, uh, Twitter everywhere else. Also, uh, check out my, uh, offensive film study on good bull hunting went up earlier today. Um, and, uh, beat the hell out of Bama. See y'all next week.